welcome to the Intentional Grounding Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your co-host, Noah Downs. I'm here with Luke Bisson, the other co-host in the better half of this podcast. I'm sure you enjoy him a little bit better. How are you doing, Luke? <laughs> I'm fantastic on this suddenly cold day. We used to 70 degrees the past two days, and now, and now it's snowing outside my door in Michigan. Is it really? Yeah. So, so it's like stuff. 77 degrees here in Virginia. Oh, don't worry. It's coming. Winter oh, is yeah. coming, buddy. Winter is coming. You know, they they delayed the Game of Thrones coming back, and I'm just so heartbroken. You and me both. More time, though, for uh, other other shows out there right now that are really good. Man, that's all I'm going to do is watching stuff. Oh, yeah, that's all you do with your life, watch stuff. You don't raise your kids at all. You just watch TV. No, no. I, I, I'd love to lie and say I have an off pair or something, but, uh, but no. No, I got to take care of the kids, too. <laughs> All right, well, last time we left, you guys went through the entire AFC um, for team uh, off-season team needs. And uh, those of you who are, your team does not play in the AFC are probably wondering when we're going to do the NFC. Well, today's your lucky day. We're going to go ahead yeah. and do the NFC. <laughs> and let's Absolutely. start with uh, the team that everybody had high hopes for, except for me. Um, mm-hmm. and we'll hop right in with the Dallas Cowboys. America's uh, Luke, team. Yeah, America, no. Uh, Luke, why don't you go ahead and put two minutes on the clock? All right. Set it up and ready. All right, and let's go. Dallas Cowboys. So, Luke, you identified their team needs as defensive end, defensive tackle, and wide receiver. However, their cap space is a serious issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, basically for me, they need to get some more pass rush, and they need somebody there not named Des Bryant to catch the ball with any kind of frequency. I mean, they have guys there like uh, they have Williams, Terrence Williams, they have Cole Beasley who really caught on with Dak, and then they also have Bryce Butler, but it'd be nice if they could get a true number two, uh, just basically letting Beasley do his slot thing. Um, and then as far as uh, their uh, cap and everything, up until earlier this week, they were 12.9 under, the, you know, over the cap. So they had to make some room. But they had uh, Tyron Smith, their left tackle, and Travis Frederick, their uh, center restructure that got them $5 million over. So they're, uh, they, they got the, uh, the lifesaver, and now they're floating in the ocean. Now the cap will, will be increased later in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Yes. They typically do that every year. Yes, the cap will go up a little bit. These numbers already reflect that. Uh, okay. Oh, so you're 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 wow. You took care of that already. See, this is why I keep yes. you around. Um, I'm the voice and you're the brain. Um, so <laughs> yes, these, yes, yes. these already reflect that uh, courtesy of uh, OverTheCap.com. Exactly. So it kind of looks like they're going to be competing with the Bengals in terms of draft needs. Um, they both mm-hmm. need defensive ends and they both need wide receivers, not named as Brian AJ Green. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the New York <laughs> Giants. Cause I'm sick of talking about the Cowboys. Jesus. Um, the New York Giants, they need left tackles, linebackers, and a tight end. I thought they had yeah. no sign Larry Donnell. Yeah. Oh, man. They have Donnell. They have a couple other guys there. What is it? They have a lot of tight ends there. They're kind of like um, of the NFC version of Baltimore, where they have a bunch of uh, tight ends that no one really knows that they're middling at best. Um, you you have hopes for them, but uh, so I see them taking a tight end at some point. Uh, their linebackers need you know two of them. Uh, they also could need uh, a lineman if uh, Jason Pierre-Paul ends up going away uh, free agency because he's up. I don't see JPP leaving though. 
Uh, he might if they don't pay him. You know, he proved last year that he doesn't need all of his fingers to be a good uh, to be a good defensive lineman. Not just a good defensive lineman, a great defensive lineman. You've also indicated that you think the Giants are going to go after an alpha running back like Adrian Peterson for like a playoff push. Is probably what you're thinking. I can think there's a lot of good ones out there in the market. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah. Part of it is, you know, AT put out that tweet uh, right after um, the Giants released uh, their. Uh, um, running back uh, Rashad Jennings and he was like look what they're doing they're making some moves and stuff so suddenly people are like oh man well he's taking notice and obviously this is his back way of being like hey I'm noticing so you should notice me um, but yeah, Minnesota's got to cut him first and Minnesota yeah. right now exactly. they don't know exactly what they're, they're going to do with him and they don't know they won't know until they sit down and talk with his agent so uh, that's still up in the air I don't see personally how he stays but at the same time I don't trust uh, anyone else there, between, you know, in Minnesota. So we'll see. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles need some offensive help. Um, they, they, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz was a revelation, but they don't really have anybody good for him to throw to. They need a wide receiver. They need a cornerback on the other side, and then they need a running back to open up their right. um, uh, their game. They've got a couple of good running backs in Aaron Scholes and Ryan Matthews and whatnot, but mm. nobody can really count on. Well, I, I see Ryan, starting with the running backs real quick, I see Ryan Matthews not really being there later on the road, uh, like oh, going yeah. towards the next, Yeah, I don't think he's going to be there at all. Um, uh, you are going to have Sproles be the guy uh, as far as the, he's the ancillary piece. He's the glue of the running back position. He fits in where he needs to when he gets the job done. Then you've got Smallwood, who's turning out to be, you know, a good returner, uh, as well as picking up stuff. But they need to have that, you know, that strong back that doesn't, you know, he doesn't necessarily need to catch. Like Fournette would be perfect there because you have a Fournette Sproles kind of, uh, tandem. Um, yeah. But, you know, I could see a larger back who could catch there, like maybe a Kareem Hunt go there if they don't get somebody in free agency. Um, and and that even, even technically now, I guess Kareem, he's 208 when he went in for the senior bowl, so he's actually down, so maybe not Kareem Hunt. But, you know, but you want that larger back. I, I think a little some, someone who's better than Foreman, but yeah. you know, we'll get into all that fun stuff. Uh, but as far as wide receiver goes, they need a true number one. You know, I mean, uh, yeah. Jordan Matthews is the guy right now, and he, to me, is a glorified large slot receiver, so they need somebody there. Yeah, they need somebody who's a true, like, full package wide receiver, and they, you know, they've tried a lot of different things with Nelson Aguilar and Doyle Green Beckham, and, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think Green Beckham still might have some juice in him, but he really needs to realize his potential and get on the field more. You know, between right. the two teams and moving around, he's just not showing it. Right, and they only have $9.8 million in cap space right now, so the uh, the odds of them getting somebody to fill that need to what they needed to in free agency is pretty slim. So I look for them to actually go with either uh, Corey Davis or uh, Mike Williams in the first. That'll be so interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so let's let's move on. We've talked about the Eagles now. Let's move on to my guys, the Washington Redskins. Um, now, oh, you say that we need a quarterback and defensive end and an inside linebacker. No. Um, yes, because technically you, right you, now... You say that. <laughs> yes. Uh, technically right now, it's because of the, all the Cousins chatter. If Cousins yeah. stays, 
then that's that solves your problem at quarterback. So basically, my, my list does not. My list basically is as of this moment, what is there? If Cousins comes out tomorrow and says, you know, that uh, that he signed to the the tag again, well, <laughs> that solves your problem. You know, <laughs> you know, the word on the street is that they're likely going to tag him, um, especially here in you know the Virginia area. Everybody's expecting right. them to tag him again. And he's more well, than willing to prove it. The thing is, though, that what they're what they're really concerned about is that he was buoyed by the success of excellent receiving backs and excellent wide receivers in Deshaun Jackson, Terry Rosson, and they're looking to see what he can do with uh, Josh Jackson and some of the younger wide receivers on the team. Right, the Crowder. Um, yeah. The only problem that I foresee with that going forward, because personally, I feel they're doing a sign and trade. Uh, where they're going to sign him to the franchise tag, expecting to move him, yeah. um, because you know next year after this is after he get, goes through this year right here, uh, what are they really going to get for him? You know, I mean, exactly. Right now, his value as far as an asset is potentially the highest it's ever going to be. If you look at all the stats, uh, like the measurables and all your metrics and everything from last year, he was top five at quarterback and a lot of those from percentage to, you know, down the list. And um, if he doesn't do as well next year, sure, his numbers may not be as good for um, uh, himself making as much money, but also that just hurts your team because now you're one year behind getting the next guy. So I would really love to see them sign Kirk Cousins, trade him to the Bills in exchange for Tyrod and <laughs> well, th- th- that would be interesting. I-, I do find it funny, though, um, that uh, you have officially gotten better play for longer out of Cousins, who I believe well, he was a fourth-rounder, right? Yeah, he was a fourth-round pick. And frankly, I don't even like the guy. You you what? I don't even like the guy. I mean, yeah, so I don't yeah. either. I-, 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 I think he comes across as being, you know, of course I can do this. He reminds me of, like, Geno Smith when Geno first came out and no one yeah. <laughs> No one wanted to draft him, but uh, but you know he did so. He's done so much better for you than your first rounder in that same year with uh, with RG three. <laughs> well, RG three has done 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 wonders for you in Cleveland, hasn't it? Um, so yeah. Uh, well, but anyway, so uh, let's move <laughs> away from this this horrible talk um, to the Del Bears. Um, they got Del Bears and they need quarterback um, offensive tackle. Is that what you're trying to say there? And a wide yeah. receiver. They got plenty of cap space. Everybody expects Alshon to move on. I've heard a lot of people yeah. thinking he's going to go to Tennessee. Um, I've heard so Tennessee think, and Philly as the two spots right now. Yeah, I think that the wide receiver position is actually going to be more highly coveted here um, than mm-hmm. you think because quarterback is typically the last piece you get, and the Bears yeah. aren't even close. Yeah, but the problem though is this: you have a lot of you have a lot of pressure coming in because, unlike in San Francisco, where you have the first year starter in Kyle Shanahan now as head coach, and Cleveland, who's obviously going through a slow burn type of rebuild with their uh, uh, with with their setup there, um, you've got John Fox, who's the head coach. That I mean, if he has a more bad year, he may not be there. That's true. Well, so, he's probably not going to be there then. Because he, yeah, well, he he needs more than this. He, he needs quarterback because Kyle Fuller is an injury like crazy. Uh, absolutely does. But, it, but the thing though is when you take a quarterback, um, it's like you, you almost it's like getting a one up mushroom. 
from Mario mm-hmm. Brothers. You kind of get yeah. one extra year because they want to see how your guy develops in your system. So taking uh, so a quarterback now. A, a lifeline play. Exactly. Either that or they could very easily trade for Jimmy G if New England wants to um, uh, do that. I doubt they will, you know. Well, I don't. I don't think Jimmy G is going anywhere. But as of right now, I feel that Chicago has more of a chance of going after him than a Cleveland or a San Francisco. That's probably a really good point. All right, so let's look at the Detroit Lions, your hometown team that you don't like very much. Um, no, nope, they're 25 minutes away, and I only go to see them when they're playing the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, according to you, they need defensive tackles, linebackers, and right tackles. Um, they, yeah. they, yeah, I agree. They need they need everything. Um, they're, they got yeah. good on offense this year. I mean, it, I was surprised to see how good they did on offense despite, uh, Mr. Johnson, Megatron being gone. Um, and so I was, I'm expecting this offseason to be an offseason where they discover, oh, hey, we actually need a receiver. But, you know, they, they managed to get through on that. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, also, if they end up losing uh, Larry Warford, who is their, uh, star guard, who honestly I have pretty high up on my free uh, free agent list. Um, they would need uh, have a pretty big hole at guard as well, so that that would be defensive. And they only have thirty two point eight million to work with, um, but they do need to get a couple of uh, uh, pass rushers uh, on the inside, a defensive tackle. Uh, they need a right tackle for sure. Uh, could need a left tackle, and yeah. uh, you know, and they need a wide receiver because uh, Marvin Jones was good in spots, but I think we found out towards the end of the year that. Uh, uh, that he's not going to be uh, that true number one that they were. Marvin Jones' fantasy value the entire year was void by his first three games, where he was just amazing out of mm-hmm. the gate. Um, and I think it's just because they weren't. Everybody was still trying to figure out who was going to be the new Megatron there, um, and right. they didn't really have one. Right. So, no, I agree. Honest, honestly, I feel the most um, uh, uh, the the best wide receiver that was there as far as consistency was Bolt. Yeah, I agree. You know? He's old. He's like ancient. Yeah, he, um, he might actually be the Kirby. Right, but but the sneaky grab it's in fantasy and everything. If you can grab him as Golden Tate right now, if you can get Golden Tate low, it was obvious towards the end of the year that you know uh, the team started going back to him uh, yeah. and kind of left uh, you know everything else to its own devices. Exactly. Let's move on to the Green Bay Packers. Um, you have cornerbacks, the linebackers, and a running back. I agree with you on two aspects. One, they definitely need a running back. Ty Montgomery is is a revelation. He was wonderful in fantasy, but in terms of actually being that effective, he dropped a ton of passes. For someone who yeah. is a wide receiver convert to running back, what the heck? <laughs> right. No, I, I, I totally agree. Uh, Ty Montgomery uh, is not the answer. Eddie Lacy is gone for all intents and purposes, and they've already released James Starks. So uh, they're going to have to get somebody. Uh, I don't mind Ty Montgomery uh, and the role that he would play as long mm-hmm. as he is the change of pace kind of guy. Um, so I would hope that they would go out and maybe get a uh, a pretty good uh, – a, 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 large running back versus, you know, a smaller guy. In a running back, a rich draft, I think that he is he's going to be uh, – they're going to take a, a good running back. I do – I mean, if anybody's sitting here thinking, well, what about John Jackson? Don't. Um, and then <laughs> one other free agent signing you think they should make, and that's Micah Hyde. Um, I really agree with that Micah Hyde um, takes defensive back and kick returner role. He's more valuable as a kick returner. 
Um, but mm. he, he does have a few defensive back good plays. He's young, so he still blows some coverages. But um, yeah. man, he's learning really well. I really like him. I've stashed him in a lot of my um, IDP leagues. Yeah, I have a lot of IDP leagues, especially if um, uh, they do any kind of kick return yards. Um, uh, so, yeah, I agree absolutely that, you know, he, to me, he's almost more of a priority spend because of all the things that he does. However, once again, guard TJ Lane is my number one for them, and that's just because uh, he's, you know, he's high on my list, as well as, uh, I don't have him on the list here, but the center, they have a guy, they have a guy who's both center and guard, and he's yeah. also, uh, he's also on the list. So, I mean, there's a, they have some pretty, pretty free agents that they're going to potentially lose, and they have 41 uh, million to play with in the cap, but, you know, if they could go out and get uh, a rush linebacker, or you know, maybe they could sign Latavius Murray. Yeah. You know? Well, let's uh, let's let's look at the at the Vikings uh, real quick. Mm-hmm. Speaking of old running backs making moves, uh, I noticed that you don't yeah. list here um, and uh, running back in most any of the positions that the Vikings need. Right. Uh, out of the three that I have on there uh, of tackles, a guard, first first and foremost for me, before they get a running back, they need need, need to get a line. Um, yeah. Because if it's one thing that was a common denominator last year, whether it was AP or it was uh, Asiata or if it was Jared the McGinn, yeah, <laughs> all of them had issues you know, doing stuff behind that line. Um, yeah. So uh, going forward, that's going to be the answer. Now, they do need a running back. Uh, because I personally don't think that, you know, uh, I think AP is too old and should move on. I think that Jarek McKinnon is not a starting caliber running back in this league. And I think that um, Asiata is basically a glorified fullback. Um, so I think they need to go out and get someone. But first, they need to fix that line. And then I also have outside linebackers just so they get a better pass rush. We're a long way from the days where AP bought his entire offensive line snowmobile. mm mm-hmm. Right, you yeah. know. As a matter of fact, uh, on my list here now, they have Adam Thielen as a uh, a wide receiver who's a free agent. I would try to get him back. Um, I have also put Zach Line on Zach, here. You said Adam Thielen is a wide is a wide receiver that needs to get back. Yeah, well, I, I think he did yeah. pretty well. You know, I mean, I if agree. you look at he's look at I mean, what what has Trey Will done for you lately? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think he had one pass the whole entire year. I mean, which I totally get. Whatever they're doing, you know, do it. But I just don't see um, the odds of him doing something now after having one full year of basically doing nothing is very very small. You know, I mean, you know, I would rather put my chips in elsewhere. You know, honestly, I think that uh, 2017 is the year of Cordero Patterson. Mm. I'm kidding. Um, so, anyway, if you look at my notes right there, it says goodbye Cordero Patterson. I mean, he was showing a, a signs of getting better last year, but, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. He's going to go off to Green Bay and replace uh, Ty Montgomery in that role. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break and uh, listen to a read from our, 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 our very own Luke. Uh, Luke, you already read this thing, so I'm going to insert it in here later. Um, oh, oh um, Yeah, you are super efficient today. Um, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you guys on the other side. Hey, guys. This is Luke Bisson from Intentional Grounding, the podcast you're more than likely listening to right now. And uh, I just want to take a minute real quick to uh, talk about our uh, title apparel sponsor, Savage, the ultimate apparel company. Uh, This company, they've been killing the jersey game for sports teams around the country. 
and their brand and merchandise has some serious flavor. Uh, with both national and local level partnerships among a variety of sports, including uh, football, soccer, ultimate frisbee, disc golf, I love disc golf, uh, dodgeball, quidditch, and then and, and some more, uh, they're ready to get you into the gear you need. Savage produces brand and customizable apparel for the active lifestyle, and you need to check them out because they're offering right now an exclusive coupon code just for our listeners so that you can get 15% off. Use the coupon code WookieTD at www.savageultimate.com to get some awesome new gear. And if you don't see something that you like, they've got a fully customizable option section to get you exactly what you need. So stay tuned because from intentional grounding the podcast you know that you're listening to uh there's going to be some exclusive like merchandise coming soon so don't forget wookie td saves you 50 percent off at www.savageultimate.com go check it out today and we're back thank you luke for your dulcet tones um serenading us with and everybody should go check out savage the ultimate apparel company um we're going to kick off this second half and the final eight with the Atlanta Falcons, the uh, Super Bowl that could have been. Um, and uh, they need defensive tackle, defensive end, linebacker. They have an okay amount of cap space. Talk to me about these guys. All right. Well, I mean, once again, you know, defensive tackles, defensive ends, and linebacker, they're defense. Now, now, granted, when I say linebacker, they they made out so well last year when they found Deion Jones, okay, and they also yeah. have Ronda Campbell next to him. So those two spots are filled, but they have one spot left that they need to take care of. And so if they could fill that yeah. up, it's an outside linebacker role, they'll be fine. A defensive tackles, defensive end, basically, it's just to shore everything up. Uh, you know, keep in mind they were the um, uh, the runners up in the NFL this year. So hey, was, you know that that was a heck of a game. <laughs> right. Uh, they had, and the, the thing is, they're lucky that they're the runner because they only have 18.9 million to work with. Uh, but they do, ha- they do have a couple of signings that I would suggest. First one being Ricardo Allen, who's a safety. Uh, the second one, Dwight Freeney. Wherever, if wherever Dwight Freeney seems to go, that team goes to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so, you know, that would, that would work. And then also, you know, fullback, uh, Patrick, uh, DeMarco, I would make sure to get him again. And then I would also have them lock up Taylor Gabriel, who's an RFA this year, lock him up now just to make sure that that's taken care of. Because Taylor Gabriel, um, I felt was more of, of a, uh, a game changer at any given point over like someone like Muhammad Sanu. Wow, that's a, that's a hashtag analysis right there, man. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's what I'm looking at for them. Now the problem is Taylor Gabriel, he's, you know, he's a shorter guy. So well, I don't know how their offense is going to view it now that they have a, um, a, a new uh, OC coming in. Uh, we actually have some really good fullbacks in this draft. I think that they could let Patrick DeMarco walk and get a good replacement younger fullback for a lot cheaper. Mm, uh, that is true. That is true. Um, there's there's quite a few guys out there this year that um, are interesting. They could potentially be starters. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't disagree. That is right, you don't. Anyways, um, so let's move to the Carolina Panthers. They need, uh, wow, they need a lot. Actually, frankly, their, their Super Bowl slump this past year was just ridiculous. But they got a ton of cap space, and they mm-hmm. got some really interesting free agent signings. 
Um, what, what do you think about their, uh, their requirements? Well, I mean, I have them down for offensive tackles, a cornerback, and a defensive end, um, which, I mean, all those positions. And then the 47.4 cap space is what they have right now. Um, they really need to re-sign Kawan Short, who's the defensive tackle, and I assume that they're going to do that, so that won't be too much of an issue. Uh, because they're locking him up, I don't know if they'll be able to retain Mario Addison, who is a defensive end right next to him. So I do think that they're going to have to take care of some uh, defense uh, in the uh, in the draft. I have them going actually. I want to say edge rusher and then cornerback in the first two rounds. You know, we we have said it so much, but um, this is a great draft for defense. But I think it's especially a good draft for edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally agree. I think um, I actually was just working on a two rounder. Uh, and um, I, I want to say I have five or six edge rushers going in in, in the first like forty picks. Uh, I would I would say you should have five going easily in the top um, in the in the first round. Right. Well, it, basically uh, the way that I do it is I try to pair out not only team needs and everything uh, and fits, but try and also figure out like which team, which needs trump each other and whatnot. And so in some cases, people really need something else like a, a running back or, you know, on that end. But ed, edge yeah. definitely is deep this year, but it's also high end deep, you know. I mean, yeah, uh, it's top heavy. Yeah, I mean, you know, tactically lower in the group and everything towards the end of the first round. But, I mean, going all the way up to Solomon Thomas, you've got Miles Garrett. I mean, there's plenty of guys out there that are going to make a name for themselves. Yeah. Now let's move on to the New Orleans Saints. Um, High-flying offense saw um, Michael Thomas kind of take a lead over Brandon Cooks, which was kind of interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. He didn't need linebackers, defensive tackles, and defensive ends. But one of the interesting signings he put on there is Tim Hightower. Um, Tim Hightower is not that old. Can I say that again? Tim Hightower is not that old. I feel as though he he is it would be a good signing. Um, well, he does I mean, well it would. Uh, well, I, I mean, he's gonna be a good backup. Uh, I, I believe actually he's thirty or thirty-one. He's going to be thirty. Okay, so I mean, so I'm pretty sure. Uh, if, if, if a reader yeah. has a stat correction on that for me, let me know. Relatively speaking, I mean, I guess that's not too old, especially for the amount of wear that he has on his proverbial tires. Um, but um, for me, you know, uh, running backs in general, when they start to get into their you know, early to mid-30s, they kind of fall off a cliff versus have a, a, sl- a slow decline. Um, so I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to re-sign him in the hopes that he would take over the backfield. And, you know, because, I mean, yeah. I, I believe last year, for the past two years when you and I have done stuff, I'm always like, Mark Ingram's not that old. But, I mean, I'm always surprised that he's, you know, older than, <laughs> than what I always have him in my head. Uh, I know. So, you know. I think he's going to be 28, but but now he may, you know, he could be 40. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think it's, it's interesting. They, they've had Marcus Murphy on their roster, which sounds like being practice squad and active roster for a while now. And he's mm-hmm. a good returner, and he's actually a nice little running back. Um, right. I would be kind of interested to see him maybe get a shot at the back of all, too. Yeah, I mean, that, anything like that where he could just start to, you know, rise up and, and get some yeah. play time and everything. Uh, you know, I mean, but honestly, if, 
if there's rumors out there, then Ingram's not going to be long for that team. So, I mean, so if you have yeah. Hightower, who's a free agent, he's at Ingram, they have to go somewhere. So they may be a dark horse team at, uh, at 27, uh, that, uh, or they're not 27, they're on the list of 27, but you know, at their spot in the draft where they could go and, uh, try to swoop up maybe Christian McCaffrey. You know, yeah, if, it would be really funny if we get another one of those those uh those tweets that we got a couple of years ago. Who was that? That was a uh, God when uh the, the Rams drafted uh Todd Gurley and uh somebody tweeted out, Uh oh. They're like lead running back, I can't remember him for the life of me. Uh the lead running back at the time tweeted out. Uh oh. <laughs> oh. Well, oh. Yeah, yeah. It was um. It, oh man. This guy. Well, he like ran away. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, I'll have to look into it. Exactly. Exactly. Something. Um. Yeah. That's that's funny. Uh. Well, let's let's have a look at uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you identified yeah. safety, running back, and wide receiver as some of their needs. They've got yeah. a good young team. I could see them taking a receiver over all of these, but they've got tons yeah. of gas space too. Absolutely. Um, I wouldn't mind them trying to go out and signing. I think they'd be a good landing spot for Latavius Murray. Uh, even mm-hmm. though I'm not a big fan of Murray, I think that him and Sims could be a nice one too. Uh, so, I mean, so they could resolve that there, and then they could try to get uh, really anybody – out of maybe the, in the first two rounds at wide receiver, uh, I think that anyone could slide in as the number two next to uh, uh, Evans and be fine. And I think Winston can, you know, make all the throws as long as he's not telling kids at a school that they need to be quiet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Seriously. Oh, but, uh, the only person that I think needs it. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like in my mind, you know, the same thing in Buffalo, where Buffalo's got Watkins as the number one. Any of these guys could, like, slip in and play well next to uh, an Evans down there in Tampa Bay. That kind of same setup. Uh, I think Corey Davis will prove to be a number one just because of his ability to run the routes. Uh, He's, you know, catch the ball and also sit there. Yeah. You know, he has he has what I feel is the, one of the best route trees, and he can also get separation, uh, which, oddly enough, I have heard akin to, like, a Sammy Watkins and his ability of getting yeah. separated. But uh, but then anyone else, you know, like Williams, John Ross, even, like, in the second to third round, depending on where Juju ends up falling after this combine, you know, I think that he'd be a good number two there. Yeah, let's let's move on to the Arizona Cardinals, or as I like to call them, the Arizona David Johnson. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, coached by uh, Hokie alum Bruce Arians, go Hokies. Um, yeah. And uh, they need a quarterback, duh. Uh, <laughs> they need a cornerback and an inside linebacker. Um, they've yep. got a lot of they've got a, a pair of uh, gadget defensive players that play multiple roles available to re-sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, and would you like to go into that? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, first off, they have $32.1 million in cash space. Um, they have Chandler Jones and they have Kaleas Campbell, uh, both about ready to uh, to ship out. Plus, they have Tilly Jefferson, who proved to be one of their most impactful safeties also. So they have a lot on that side of the ball that yeah, they, they do. either have to re-sign or, you know, let walk. But, you know, uh, they, they need to re-sign it, and then they need to get that quarterback in place because they've got good talent. 
that right. they need to put it together. Right. Well, I think that they are going to be at the perfect potential landing spot for a Pat Mahomes, the tech, yeah. tech quarterback, uh, because a quarterback like him, he needs to come in and be able to sit for a year, and I, at least. But, I mean, he needs to be able to get some time to get acclimated, and I feel that if he can get acclimated behind a person like Carson Palmer, who is, you know, his craft and the way that he, like, handles the game and everything, he definitely puts in the work, and I think that that would be good for someone like that uh, versus, like, a Trubisky that just seems to have intangibles where he can walk in right away, kind of like Wentz did this last year and just lead. Exactly. And um, what do you think about J.J. Nelson? Um, now, the funny thing is, J.J. Nelson, I think, he, I don't think that he, he's somewhere in the middle between being irrelevant and being at the peak of where he was this season. Uh, the yeah. the one that I'm actually very interested to see how he plays out is Jared Brown. He wasn't there yeah. really at all this year. I think that he's better than J.J. Nelson, and in all honesty, especially with the sickle cell issues, I think he potentially could supplant uh, um, uh, John Brown. Yeah, I agree. So I think um, Jaron Brown is on a lot of waiver wires, uh, and mm-hmm. I feel like I would grab him and tell J.J. Nelson based on the decency he just has. Yeah, I agree. So just asking for a friend, what would you uh, what would you uh, accept in return for J.J. Nelson? Well, I mean, it's hard because at the end of the day, uh, he's a wide receiver three on a team with a, uh, a lame duck quarterback. You know, yeah. so uh, – so it's hard to gauge. Now, I would honestly, your high point's going to be a, a mid second. I don't think that, I think the mid second is reaching for the stars, frankly. Um, unless you're in season, uh, any after a couple maybe of good games that he puts together. His selling yeah. point, frankly, was weeks like seven and eight of the season when, you know, you could probably get a high second for him because he was hitting it so well. Um, hey, but. I think that at this point, maybe the two eleven on draft day is going to be your best your best bet. You know, look, you're supposed to sit here and say no. I mean, I think you should get a first for him, and then I go out and sell him for a second after the podcast to the people we're in league with. And come on, man, mm-hmm. you're not yeah, helping well. me out. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's never easy. Like you got you to treat the trade market like the stock market. You know, you just got to yeah. know when the right time to sell guys are. Because, I mean, there's a ton of guys on my rosters that I would love to get rid of. But one of my rules yeah. that I always have is never, never sell low, you know, unless exactly. unless it's a Josh Gordon situation where you selling low for a third, maybe low, I promise you can get lower. <laughs> that that I, may be I selling think- high right now. I sent Gordon for a second, and then the guy dropped him, and I picked him back up, and now he's back on my roster, and I sell the second. Right. I you know, into the two hundred one. Oh, that's beautiful. I, I uh, last uh, three years ago, I, I I gave a first for him after his first year of being, uh, you know, suspended and everything, and I was like, oh man, I got to steal, and uh, I've been holding on to him ever since. You know, he just keeps sitting there because the windows that come by the time Gone. I find someone who's willing to buy it. <laughs> He's yeah. on his way back to rehab. But yeah. so, that's the only situation where right. I would, you know, sell low. All right. Well, then we can do a whole podcast about selling low and buying high. Uh, and <laughs> yes, not good. Well, let's go to the L.A. Rams. I noticed that for the L.A. Rams, you don't mark down that they need a running back. You're not, you know, frankly, I just need to explain that. <laughs> well, that's sarcasm. Uh, 
Let's yeah, say, the, the, I, I, I was I was literally slapped in the face with that sarcasm, figuratively speaking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, uh, so you say they need left tackle, um, wide receivers, and cornerbacks. Uh, yeah. I, I disagree with you on the wide receivers, not really, but I, I think yeah. it turns Brian Quick, um, a great player. <laughs> well, I think, I think that they have a bunch of middling to, uh, role players on wide receiver. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they're going to sign or re-sign Kenny Britt. Uh, he's probably gone in the wind, which means once again you're back to Tavon, who just signed a contract last off season uh, as yeah. your number one. And you've got Quick there. You've got uh, you know, depending on last year, if you were for or against the good or bad Mike Thomas, uh, you know. So yeah. you you have a lot of Farrell Cooper. <laughs> so a lot of yeah. young guys out there um, that you know could do something. But the problem is, is you, you're all you're filtering your whole entire offense through golf right now. And you know, I don't know if he, I don't know if he can support one wide receiver, let alone three or four. So they need to get well, they know, need to get Kenny Brett was playing down part of the stretch. Um, oh, absolutely, he was. But and, and he's going to cash in. You know, he's gone. Yeah. I, I I do not see him going back there. Which is why, honestly, right now, if you can get Kenny Britt for anything, anything out there right now in the NFL is better than what Goff is. So yeah. you you should just expect him to get that much better, you know. Or if you don't think he's going to get better, use that selling point to move him. All right, exactly. Let's let's look at the San Francisco 49ers. They need mm-hmm. a quarterback. I don't understand that. Um, they need a wide receiver <laughs> and a right tackle. Um, you know, honestly, with the quarterback, I, I, uh-huh. I think there's a chance they re-sign Kaepernick. Oh, and that's absolutely a chance. Um, honestly, I think that Kaepernick and a, and a Kyle Shanahan uh, style offense may be perfect. You know, he loves his running backs and everything, and nothing helps a running back more than a running quarterback. Uh, exactly. I want to also point out real quick that uh, they have the second most cap space at $78.7 million, uh next to yeah. Cleveland Browns. Uh, and then also uh, Phil Dawson is 42 years old and is still a kicker in the NFL. Uh, Are you kidding? No, <laughs> so that's, that's all I said over there. It was like when he was up for signing, and I was like, "How is he still alive?" <laughs> when yeah, he looked up and he's forty-two years old, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> he—he's he, a real MVP." Oh, yeah, that, he is. that is funny as heck. I think it's interesting with wide receiver. Um, they ha- they had this one wide receiver that we all loved. He was a he was a um, uh, undrafted free agent last year. Oh yeah, didn't he convert to a tight end? I sort of. He's bouncing back and forth. Oh okay, okay, yeah. Because I know that he, I knew that there was talk of him converting, and then the uh, the wide receiver that Miami ended up taking uh, as an undrafted, they converted him into a tight end, which obviously bombed because they just went out and got Julius Thomas. Yeah. But I think um, oh, yeah. I think Devin Kajus is still somebody to keep an eye on because God, his three tone is beautiful, man. He is so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I I I, th- I think that ship has sailed a little bit, though. You know, I mean, because I mean, like, if you look at it, uh, the Rams and the Forty ers have the same problem at wide receiver. They got a ton of wide yeah. receivers. You know, everything yeah. from Eric Rogers, DeAndre Smelter. You know, they have a ton out there. They have they have Torrey Smith's ghost. Um, they got a bunch of stuff out there. It's just that they everything is middling, you know. I mean, yeah, I think there's no way to get anything to anything either. Right. I, I remember. No I 
think it was a Monday Night Football game a few years ago when uh, Torrey Smith was still playing with Baltimore. Uh, Cleveland basically gave him his uh, his contract with San Francisco because Torrey Smith's dad passed away, sadly. And then that that he played in that game against Cleveland and, like, torched him for, like, 180-some-odd yards and two touchdowns. And, you know, I just remember thinking that it was, you know, the typical feel-good story. Like, Favre did the same thing on Monday Night Football and everything. Yeah. And he signed that huge deal with San Francisco, and I was like, they realize he runs like nine routes and that's it, right? <laughs> that's all he does. I mean, <laughs> why would you pay that much money defenses. for goes? <laughs> and he doesn't uh, have that good of hands. Um, yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's let's wrap this whole shindig up with the mm-hmm. Seattle Seahawks. Now, Seattle Seahawks, their Super Bowl window is closing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it is. Say. Um, and also on the list that I have here, real quick, I had uh, Hauschka as uh, as an important signing, but they actually already signed uh, um, oh the guy that was in Minnesota, uh, the young kid. Oh, as their kicker. Um, yeah, so they're not going to re-sign Hauschka. Yes, yeah, so they're not going to sign Hauschka. I mean, I don't know why they would, um, but uh, I, mean, I feel embarrassed. Yeah, Minnesota. thank you. I, oh, man, I totally blanked on it. Thank you for saving me. Yeah, so uh, I. Uh, I couldn't uh I can't see them resign Hushka with them getting uh with Walsh. So, you know, you're looking at basically the kind of rebuild their O line. Um and then honestly where they're sitting at in the draft, you know, they could take some chances because I mean like first round, Cam Robinson maybe or the kid yeah. Ryan Ramshack out of uh of Wisconsin, they may still be sitting there. You know, if they want to go a little bit, they can you go that. You don't think like, Jermaine Kierks is the future of um the franchise? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, okay. I, 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 I see. I see them uh, building up their line and returning to their running roots. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I don't think that their receiving core is going to do much. So you, I, I 100% agree with you. I think their line gives them a lot of opportunity um, mm-hmm. for for their young running backs, whoever it is that is going to be running for them to take off. Right. I, I think you're going to have a, a, a solid wide receiver one who's getting most of the passes out of uh, Russell Wilson, but I think you're going to see a depreciation in Wilson and basically, a, you know, everybody from Curse to uh, Lockett, all of the guys are going to start to see uh, uh, smaller shares uh, for passing yards and whatnot, or passing more yeah. receiving yards. Who do you think is going to get the lead running back, Jeb? Um, honestly, I think it's going to be Procise uh, right now, um, and if he can't uh, handle the full load, they're going to go outside versus really anything. Because, I mean, in all honesty, I think Thomas Rawls, uh, they have, like, nothing committed to him. He was a UDFA. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, so maybe Alex Collins. But, I mean, Wait, wasn't you know, Thomas Rawls, like, a seventh rounder, actually? No, no, UDFA out of uh, wow. my, actually, where I went to school, uh, Central Michigan oh, Miami, University. Ohio? Oh, CMU? Okay. <laughs> CMU, yeah. So it's the same school as Antonio Brown. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. Oh, uh, well, it just goes to show the apple does fall far from the tree. Um, <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> anyway, um, sorry, no offense. But, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, well, I think, I think that, uh, that wraps up our 32 teams NFL need recap. Um, as you guys know, this, uh, this, this, coming week is going to kick off the combine. We're going to have a lot of combine coverage for you coming up, so look for tidbits here and there. If we see a nice performance or something we want to highlight, we might post the grounding on the go. 
or tweet about it. So make sure you follow our mm-hmm. Twitters. Follow Luke on Twitter. He is at intentional underscore G. That is at I-N-T-E-N-T-I-O-N-A-L underscore G. And wow. I am at grounding F-F at, at G-R-O-U-N-D-I-N-G-F-F. Wow, uh, spelling. I know. I'm so good at it. Um, <laughs> you can also <laughs> email us at intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. What's that, Luke? Oh, I've been practicing. It's intentionalgroundingff at gmail.com. I'm so proud of you. Um, and <laughs> we're looking forward to your listener questions. If you have any dynasty off-season questions or, frankly, recap from uh, re- uh, regular season fantasy football, uh, please email us or tweet at us. We'd love to hear from you, um, and we love our listenership. Uh, without further ado, I'm Noah Downs, and he is Luke Bisson. And we will look forward to talking to you soon.